Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. So excited you decided to join us. Uh, before we jump in today, um, I want to make sure I give a shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, they were their customer service is and again this is from a midwestern boy their customer service is second to none whenever i've had any problems with with one of my three machines they've always been able to help us so go over and check out dr dish mention coach unplugged teach hoops uh any of our podcasts coach collins and they'll give you 400 off you won't find a better discount out there they will take really good care of you and make sure you tell them I sent you. And then also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. Um, we are the only ones out there that offer 14-day free trial because we believe in our product so much that we want you to come and kick the tires. We want you to take it for a test drive. Nowhere else are you going to find a high school coach who's also coaching. Um, <laughs> giving, I just got off a, a phone call with a teachhoops.com member. So who else has my cell phone number and, and, and calls me and talks to me about things that he has uh, questions on with his team? Where else are you going to find that on the web? Go over and check it out. Um, like I've said before, it helps us keep the lights on in these podcasts and our YouTube and everything else free. So go over and check it out. And oh. One more thing I forgot. I was going to say, let's head off. Uh, go leave a review. We love those reviews. We read every one of them. Go leave those five-star reviews. Um, and let's head off to the podcast. Bye. All right. So you you watched the read and react thing. Dude, I, I finished two of your course. I've probably finished more than two, but I finished read and react. And I actually watched the, uh, no, three courses. I finished three okay. of your courses. Read and react, uh, press break. And, Ooh, press break's and, a good one. I love my press break one. That's a good your one. Your press break video is, did you see my review? No, I haven't been online since yesterday afternoon. I kind of took took a break from being online. Yeah, no, you're, you're uh, if you read the, it's the best video I've seen and I've been coaching 20 years. Oh, awesome. Your press, Thank you. Your, your press break? Yeah. I'm using that. Crazy, crazy good. Yeah, um, you sideline. sideline will get you open every time. Trust me. 
You sideline it will get you open every time. Oh, I'm I'm a sideline and a what would you call the other one? Sideline X. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, wow. they're both really good. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm using. I'll ask you about that in a little bit, real quick. Okay. But, um, and then I saw your read and react, which I thought was fabulous. Um, but I have questions about that. Okay. And then I did the two two one. The two two one was was interesting. Let me get into that in a minute. But I do have a couple questions about read and react. Okay. Um, it's so rich. There's so much. Uh, many actions or some key fundamentals. My question is, how do you teach that? And and so uh, so uh, give me some ideas on how. I mean, so what do I? How do I attack teaching the read and react with my group? Yep. So. Um, I'm going to send you a little, I'm going to send you after we're done here, I will send you a little spreadsheet of, of, um, specific motions to work on, like things to work on. And what I want you to do is pick one of them that you want to get good at. And you're going to spend a day or two on that one skill set. So you're going to run it as a five set and then you're going to get like maybe pass and cuts, something like that. You're going to think about it and like Rick talks about in terms of layers, you're just going to want to get really good at a layer before you add another layer. Um, and if you get good at that one layer, then you're going to add the second layer. And, and by the first game you might have, I only usually put in about four or five different options that they have um, by, by the, even the middle of the season. So you're going to do it by getting really good at one specific skill sets. Like, Dribbling with your left hand, that's not a skill set that you're going to use in read and react, but I'm just using it from a basketball standpoint. You're going to get good at one really good thing, and you're going to do small-sided games. You're going to do all those kind of stuff with that one skill set. When you feel good about that one, then you're going to add the next one. You're not going to add another layer until you get good at the first one. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, I also think it's easier to do it in five-on-five five rather than in small groups. Um, so you're literally working on the entire offense at once. So you're, you're not doing part, whole, part. You're doing whole. <laughs> um, and then you can break the parts down once they get the, the, the specific sets down. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now you're saying five on five with like kind of a dummy defense. They just kind of yeah, let, I let tell them to play like 80%. I tell them to go. It's like five, if you, they're playing full. That's okay. Um, I don't care if they know what we're doing. We're running a motion offense, which is not predictable. So. I'm okay if they play good defense. It's it's more whether my guys are moving the right ways and moving to the right spots. Getting them to the five, if you're playing five out, getting them to the five spots is going to be one of your first tackles. You're going to have to tackle them getting to the right spots because you want space. Um, space is really important. Okay, so um, when you say one layer, are you talking about like, Okay, this is, I mean, this is off the top of my head. Pass to the wing. Yep. That double screen on the left side, corner yep. guy comes around. Yep. Is that, that could be, is that that could be your one thing. I would do something more like when you cut to the wing, you cut through. Kind of one of those movements. And oh. Then and then everyone fills a spot. So whenever you pass, oh. you cut to the basket, and everyone fills all five spots. That would probably be my first quote-unquote layer or step. Got it. Got it. That. And then, so because you, you want to get them to the five spots and then you mm -hmm. want to get them moving. So, okay. 
you know, if you do that, that that's going to take you three or four practices just because you haven't seen them in, you know, nine months. A that year. First step, <laughs> you know, is here's the five spots. And I would buy some, um, go on Amazon and buy some uh, painter's tape. You know, that like that tape. Yeah, the blue stuff. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't mess up the floor and you can put an X on it. Okay. And then you put an X on those five spots and they got to be on those five spots. So let's say you pass it to the corner, you're on the wing, you pass it to the corner, you cut through, everyone fills a spot kind of thing, you know? Um, then another, another option could be if someone dribbles at you, you back cut. There's ops, there's layers that you can do, but the first layer would be get to the five spots, probably pass and cut would be my first layers. Um, how okay that's very good how how many realistic layers do you think i should have by the first game two maybe three okay okay, okay. maybe all right maybe maybe okay so yeah so my questions were how to and i'll send you that little i'll send you the little i don't know where i did Please. i'll send you that spreadsheet too okay so how much time and practice per day per are we going to spend on this offense uh they're going to be better at it than you think because it's kind of a motion offense and it's not, you know, you're letting them play in some respects. So, I mean, I think that's what you got to figure out how much you want to break your practice down into, into quadrants. But um, the thing is you could do what I refer to as one, you can go, you can have offense versus defense. And then if defense gets it, they go down and run it. So I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, maybe uh, one sixth of your practice should be working on the offensive stuff. Um, cause I think the defensive part is going to be bigger for you for, you know, probably a third of your practice is going to be working on defense and helpline and stopping. Oh, people. we're going to talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, I have my, I have a full list of questions here. Yeah. So um, that would be that it's more, it's more about mental and it's more about feel like from a former shooter. I, when I didn't shoot for a week, I'd get, I'd start getting the shakes, you know, because I felt like I was going to lose my feel. Like yeah. that's, that's the way you got to sell to them when you have some meetings with them. It's like, we just got to get in the, you just got to get in the gym and you just got to shoot, you know, or go to the park and shoot. Like you got to keep shooting. Like it's a skill okay. set. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's, um, all right. Next. Uh, you mentioned in one year of the, it was actually, I think the one on press break yep. um, conditioning. All right. I want, I would like to tell, ask you a word on conditioning because I don't think I'm conditioning my guys enough because I, because my philosophy was let's we're running in practice, but then I look back on my practice and I'm like, we didn't run that much. So how do you, what do you do to condition to have a great condition team? So you need to get them in shape first. <laughs> and then once you get them in shape, you just got to maintain it. Okay. So, um, I do something I call it's a ladder drill. I do that for them to earn their, tr their practice gear and to get in the locker room. So I set a bar that they have to do, they have to get to 11 to do it. So, um, so they have to take a ball and dribble the full length of the court in five seconds. That's one. And then they Hold got, on. Oh, wait, you're, you're taping this. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So I go, I go full length of the court in five seconds without a ball with a ball. I might give them six seconds, but without a ball, um, I like it with, I like them dribbling when they do it, but sometimes I'll do it without a ball. So full length of the court in five seconds, that's a one. 
Then they got it. Then they're all down here at this end, have two or three groups do it so they can rest. Then they got to go down, back, down. That's a three. They got to do that in 15 seconds. So every full length of the court is five seconds. So they got to go one, three, five, seven, 11. And then they go back down nine, seven, five, three, one. As soon as they can do that. So 11 is 55 seconds, right? Each, each full length is, that's 11 full lengths of the court, the 84 feet. They got to do that in 55 seconds. Sometimes I'll give them a minute. Um, as soon as they go all the way up to 11 and back down, then I let them in their locker room and let them have their practice gear. It usually takes several weeks for them to earn that right to get their practice gear and to earn the locker room. Then I know I got them in shape at that point. And then at that point, I just got to maintain them staying in shape. So winter break, things like that can kind of mess it up. And then I, I'll figure ways of, of, of conditioning. Um, I, I, I do believe if your practice is hard enough, you don't need to condition, but I would say I've seen like 5% of high school practices are actually intense enough to, for that to happen. Usually the people that are saying that are college coaches who have full-time assistants and that's all they do all day. And they're not dealing with, you know, 15 year old boys. And yes. So I, philosophically, I agree with that. In reality, I don't think it happens. So sometimes you just got to get them on the line. I, I, I don't want to do that, but sometimes I just got to get them in shape. I just got to get them in shape. It's like, and I don't want to get them shin splints and I don't want to get them hurt. So I got to, I got to plan it out how I do it. Um, which is, you know, over time, I'm not going to get them in shape in two days. Um, but yeah, I think being in shape, if you're going to, if, and I, I'm convinced if you're in shape, you're going to win that fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Yeah, true. Because that the mental part of that is when you're out of shape, just kills kids, kills their shots, kill their mental part, kills a lot of things. All right. So um, let me, let me, let me get this straight. I got the 11, 11 times five is 55. Obvious. Yep. But you're saying you go down one is five. That's five and seconds. Yeah, I break them up into three or four groups. So the first group goes down five seconds. Next group goes down in five seconds. So that first group is resting while the other groups are going, right? So I'm building in. I'm trying to bring their heart rates back down. So let's say I did four groups. The first group would go the full length in five seconds. The next group would go full length in five seconds. The next one would go full length in five seconds. Next one would go full length in five seconds. Then that first group, would go down, back, down. They would end up three, time. three times in 15 seconds. So, and then they would get the rest while the other three groups went, which is Got 30, it. 45. It. So their heart rate's coming back down now before they got to go do the five, which is 25 seconds. So as, as, so that last group, think about it for a minute or 55 seconds, they're going to get three or four minutes before they have to go do their next nine when they come back down the ladder you know, cause you go up to 11 and then you come back down to, so I'm trying to bring their heart rates back down, bring them up, bring them heart rates down, bring them back up. You know, um, if I had more time, I would do it a little differently, but I just don't have enough time to do it. So you go up to 11. I do. And then they come back down. They do. To one. So usually, Dude, the first, usually the first time they do it, they'll get to seven or nine. What do you mean? They, what do you mean? What? You don't make them? You don't make them do the, the 11? No, we stop. If they don't make it, we stop. But then they don't get the locker room and they don't get to go they don't get their practice gear. 
we just stop. And then the What's next the day, they get to, I, don't, I don't understand the locker room. What do you I mean don't the let them go into the, into the team locker room, like our locker room. They don't get to go in the locker room. You don't get ah. the locker room until you make this. So our, we have a really nice locker room with lot. They each have big, huge individual lockers with, you know, cubby. And it's like, our locker room's really nice. And their practice gear that says Memorial on it. They don't get either one of those until they make that. So I'm setting a goal. It's like it's like seals training, man. You got to do this before you get there. You you can't become a seal until you sit in the water for three hours, you know. Um, so then if we, we and then when we get done, if and then what happens is I'm trying to build camaraderie too. And by week two, I'm cheating a little bit. By week two, I'm like giving them a little extra time. I'm I'm, I'm but I but they are so excited once they've reached that goal. To get in the locker room, to get the practice gear. Usually, there's a Gatorade in their locker. They're super excited. Um, so I'm, I'm, whatever you need to do, you got to put a carrot out there because what it's doing is then all of a sudden by day four, they're clapping for each other. Let's go, let's go, we can do this. You know, they're pulling because there's usually one or two kids that are struggling, and they're cheering them on because they want to, they want to be done. They want to make this goal and be finished. So I'm, I'm setting a goal for them. I'm putting an obstacle in front of them. And then I'm trying to build their, their team together. Cause the first couple of weeks is build is about building team. It's really okay. about, it's about figuring out your locker room. So there's a, there's a, there's a TV show on, on Apple TV. I was just talking to a coach about this a couple hours ago. It's called Ted Lasso. It's a, it's a dumb show. It's about this college football coach that went over to Europe and basically became a um, soccer coach in Europe. Doesn't know anything about soccer. And the first couple episodes, two or three episodes, is, is it's, it's a, I'd give it six out of ten for it as far as the TV show goes. But it's really good because his first six or seven episodes is about him building his locker room. That's why it's so good. It's about him finding his leader. It's about finding the bully uh. about finding all that's what you need. You need to figure out the pieces of that locker room and how they're going to mix together. And that conditioning drill is one way that I do that. I'm trying to figure out who's going to be the kid cheering the other kids on who's going to be the ones that struggle. Who's going to be the ones. And I don't do this until I've picked my team. Once I've picked my team, I do this because it's a, it's this bond. It's like a retreat. It's like, how can we do this together? Um, and that's why I do it. And then, okay, but, now when you, good. Now, when you said make it, what do you mean by make it? They might only make it to seven. What do you mean by make it? You don't force them to get to 11? No, then we stop. They didn't, they didn't go all the way. To make it means you go up to 11 and back down to one. You go one, three, five, seven, yeah, yeah, nine, I get 11. It. What, what do you mean? Like, they just quit. They're like, oh, I, we can't no, run. No, someone doesn't I, make the time. I'm timing them. Oh, okay, I usually so, put, I usually put it on the clock on the scoreboard. Like, okay. So, so they even get a little longer between time. So I'll put 55 seconds on the clock, say, ready, set, go. And they go. And if so, if the horn goes and they didn't make it, we just stop. And we do it the next day. All right. You're going one, three, five, seven, nine, eleven. 11. Now, now if so, you're worried about it, go to nine the first year. That's fine. I mean, I, I there's teams I've gone to 15. There's teams I've gone to 11. So you got to kind of read your team. If you think nine's a good one, do nine. Then go back down. 
you got to kind of read your team. If it's the first year you're doing it, maybe you don't want to go to love it. Maybe you want to go to the nine. Nine's more realistic. Um, okay. But like, okay. So say you have, you have a uh, group four, three groups of four. Yep. Okay. All right. For number one, first and second group, make it in five seconds. The third group does not make it in five seconds. We're done. You just we're done. I'm going to get them in shape because we're going to do this until you make it. Oh, so you have to make it in order for this to continue. You are, this is a goal oriented drill. Yes. Everybody's got to make it. In, and if you don't make it in five seconds in one of those, we're done. We're done. Get you, you get another chance tomorrow. So it's about picking your teammate up. Like we all know the bottom two or three guys are going to struggle. So we got to pull them up. If we don't make now, I might do some other, I might do some other conditioning thing later to run but this is about like this is a this is our goal this is like winning conference we want to do this and we're going to do it i will do this i tell them i'll do this every day until march if i have to i don't care i'm going to do it until everybody makes it everybody in the team's got to make it all right so i have guys diving across the line <laughs> okay so if they you're done and then well, the, in terms of the conditioning, like you said, if they don't make it on the very first one, then they're really out of shape. You, you can make it in five seconds. And if you're worried about it, make it six seconds. If you can't run 84 feet in five seconds, you got problems. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus yeah you can yeah you can do that so so no that that's why i'm just I'm, i have to have my contingency plans here because this sounds great for conditioning and camaraderie and everything you said team building but my my issue is if they don't do it then i need to find another way to condition them that's where i have to either do lines or do something else yep, to get them you have in. to do lines you have to you have to like you know, there's, there, I, yeah, there's like, yeah, you have to do something else other than that. I mean, there's all sorts okay. of conditioning drills. I can give you some yeah. conditioning drills, but yes, you got to do something because, but they're going to eventually want to get this done. All right. Let me ask you, uh, how much time do you think I should spend on conditioning for practice? Early 10 minutes, maybe five to 10 minutes, maybe middle and late. Uh, uh, That's a good question. Um, it depends on your team. If you if they're mentally tough, you can do it early. If they're not mentally tough, do it late. Because they're going to be tired. It's hard to fight through a pra and two hour practice or an hour and a half practice if you're gassed at the beginning to fight through it. If you got a really tough team, then you can do it. Otherwise, you probably want to do it late in practice, not early. Okay, so it depends on the team. But um, initially, I'd initially I'd probably do it late. Okay, and then what about in the in terms of the season? What are you doing in the middle of the season? What are you doing late I'm, in the season? I'm maintaining. I'm maintaining. Time time wise. Yeah. I'm well time wise, two or three minutes. I'm not I mean, we're doing enough of this in the middle of the season. We better be. 
Um, and I can usually tell if we're getting out of shape or the, a, a cold bug's going through or, you know, we're coming off winter break, then I'm going to have to reset and kind of recondition. I think, I think I read somewhere it's like three to four days of not doing something and you, you start getting out of shape again. Um, so, you know, obviously on a Monday after a weekend, if we haven't played, I'll beat them up a little bit harder and do a little bit more full court stuff and some sort of conditioning. And um, I'll do free throw ladders sometimes where I'll do the same premise of up to 11, but I have different kids go up and shoot free throws. So a kid goes up and shoots one free throw. If, they, if he makes it, we're, we go to two. If he misses, we do a full length down and back. And then someone goes and does number two. So I want to figure out who the good free throw shooters are. So whoever shoots 11, that's obviously our best free throw shooter. But I let, <laughs> but I let them pick because if 11, if he misses, we got to go down back as one. They got to do that 11 times. So, um, you know, I'll do that or I'll go to seven. Or I'll do a, hey, we're doing a free throw ladder to five. So we go one, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one. And then they get to decide who shoots the free throw. You can only shoot free throw once. Um, and then, because it's kind of like, it's kind of like Lord of the Flies. They figure out who can shoot free throws and who can't because they don't want to run. Um, so it's kind of the hierarchy kind of happens. Oh, they, and they get to pick who shoots. Yeah. They get to pick who shoots. I don't pick. And then sometimes I'll just stop practicing and go, okay, two, two, uh, two uh, fun runs. We don't call them suicides anymore. Two fun runs. Two free throws. You guys pick who's going to shoot them. And then they, they, those two guys come up and shoot a free throw. If they make it, if they both make them, we're done. If one of them misses, we do a, a ladder, you know, or a suicide or whatever, or lines or whatever you call it. Um, so you can just, ju just throw those in. I sprinkle them in, you know, um, when I feel like we need to refocus or we need to get in shape. Ah, okay, okay. Um, so you're saying early in the season – 10 minutes. I try, I try to taper later in the season. I try to like, cause their legs tend to be shot after three or four months of basketball season. So I try to taper them a little bit. I don't try to do as much pounding in, you know, November to March in February. I'm not trying to do as much pounding as I am in November. But even in November, you're only spending 10 minutes on condition. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get them shin splints. I don't want to get them hurt. I don't want to pound their bodies. It's okay. a marathon. It's not a sprint. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Let's continue. I got tons of questions here. Word on Okay. Uh, a word on the zone offense. So I saw your whole presentation on read and react, and there was the one guy, one of your assistants, a JV coach, who kind of it wasn't really read and react. It was, it was a little bit. But I didn't get a lot of zone offense in the in the video. So should I be looking at the zone offense tapes that you have? The a zone little bit, and then I would just run my read and react against a zone. That's a, that's the that's my premise. Just run your man offense versus the zone. Lots of cuts. doesn't matter if you're running a one three one, a two three, a three two. Doesn't matter. Cuts movement. Zones don't like that. Cuts movements. Cuts, movements. Trust me, it will work. <laughs> so you're telling me that you don't do anything other than your read and react offense against any zone you face. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'll do – I've got zone offenses in, but I don't really use them very much because we don't get enough movement on them. 
you're, you're trying to simplify too. Let's learn, read, and react. Yeah, I love this. Are you yeah. kidding? I'm all in. Yeah, it will work better. It will work okay. better. All yep. right. So, all right, we'll do that. All right, then uh, let's go to 221. 221. Which one? Okay, man, there was a ton of 221. I've got, I printed out all this stuff. Yep. I keep it simple. Calhoun. I know. I printed out all your, the John Keys. Yeah. Okay, but here's the question. They all have a little little different twist to them, and yep. some of them. Um, so I wanted to tell you on the two to one. I think you need to do a video on two. I do, I do, I do. I need more time in a day, but I do definitely do. <laughs> you, because you, I think you would do better than all of this. I, I the way thank you. you. Talk, the press break. Your your mouth. If you see my if you see my my recommendation, you're a master teacher. So oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So. I need bodies I though. I, I'm in work bodies to show that. I can do it on a, I can draw it up, but I, I feel like I need bodies to do that. Like I need kids and to show that effectively. Um, that's the that, problem. Yeah. I think that you would. But of all yeah. of it, this was the one that I understood the best. Yeah. Calhoun's is really good. His is really good. I, I would keep it really simple, like one trap and done. Like sideline, trap, middle, goon, done. Like I wouldn't oversimplify. I would I would keep it simple. Okay. Okay. Less is more. Okay. So the gym because if they get good at that, then you can add to it. That's my theory, especially with presses, because um, you're just trying to change the pace of the game a little bit. Okay. So um, would you say that you use? I was going to say which one do you use? There's all of these. Which one do you like? Which one do you like best? Of these two, I like ones. I like the Calhoun just trap on the side once, and then once they get it out of that, or they reverse it, we're done. We're back into whatever we're running. So um, if they reverse or pass forward, you get out. You go back. Get out. What do you go back to? Uh, if I'm running a two-two-one, I tend to go back to like a matchup two-three. Um, sometimes I'll go to a three-two, but usually it's a two-three because it's kind of lined up better. Um, so I need to learn how to do a matchup zone. I've never done yeah, a match. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Um, and, and, and if you do one and done, you can actually match up back into man. Um, because you're only doing one trap and once the one trap is, then you just convert back to man to man. Um, okay. which is really easy. If you're doing more than multiple traps and then reversing it, and there's rotations in the zone, then it's harder, um, okay. to go back to man. Uh, not necessarily harder to run the zone but it's definitely harder to go back to man if you're only doing one trap and they get it out everyone in the court on your team knows that we're out we're back behind half court and we're matching up okay so I, that's what i would initially do initially but okay can i ask you a few more questions before yep. i know i'm running out of time that's okay. i probably run out of time uh, okay so a uh, big thing I have to do now between now and the next couple weeks is, or next month is schedule my games. So here's my question. Let me explain to you how max preps, I, maybe it's the same thing for you guys. Um, max preps in California and Southern California, uh, the way we get ranked in our, we're division four. Okay. The way we get ranked. What, what, what are the divisions? How there's many? five divisions. That, division one is the best. The biggest. Hardest. Biggest. Toughest. It's not even biggest. You could be a small school, but if you're like Hoosiers, you're going to be in Division One. Okay. You know? And you're in four. And we're in four. And there's okay. five divisions. Okay. Okay. 
So my question is this. Um, so you get ranked by three criteria by max preps. Number one, number of wins. Number two, quality of your opponent. So if your opponent is strong, they have a strong schedule, they're beating good teams, even if you lose to them, that's better than you beating a Division Five team. Okay? okay? So quality. And the third thing is beating your proponent by 20 points or more. That's horrible. You get, that's horrible. You get – you get – it's horrible. That's horrible. You That's get horrible. This is Dude, high school I, sports. So I can yes. look at the first two. The third one's horrible. Someone so, should be someone should be fired for the third one. That's horrible. That's why we had teams pressing us. They're up by 18 points and they're pressing us. Like with their full court, they're that's a non, that's a non-educator making a decision. That's a non-teacher making a decision. Of that's a non Oh my goodness. That's a club coach doing that. <laughs> seriously, like you're trying to this – this is interscholastic sports. It's supposed to be about team and building camaraderie and school spirit, and you're trying to tell people to kick people's butts. That's stupid. Anyway, don't give me – Well, you know what? I think I'm going to – based on this conversation, I'm going to call the lady who – at Max Preps. I'm going to say, what are you doing? I didn't right. even think of who, – who, who, decide, who decided that rule? I have no problem with the first two. Wins and losses, no problem. Strength of schedule, no problem. 20 points is no. You're telling people to rub it in. Yeah. Because yes. I'm going to get up 35 then because I, I got to get above that 20 threshold. I'm going to get up 35 because then I can sub my kids in at the end of the game. So I'm going to actually try to even make it work. That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, and, and that's documented on uh, – if you search enough on the max preps, it's there. Yeah. On the so max so I, would, I would try to find – I, so, so mathematically from the stats teacher and me, I would try to find. Let me ask two last questions and I'm gonna let you go on this. I'm gonna let you talk. Okay. So we have eight league games. Okay. Which are we done. Have, those are done. Are scheduled. Yeah. So okay. two of those games are against a division five team. That doesn't help us at all. Uh, four of those games are against division four, which is our division, which is fine. And then two of those games are against a division three, which could help us if we beat them. So that gives me eight games. And I'm thinking this year, since our league season is going to be kind of weird, usually we schedule somewhere between 26 and 28 games. My AD said, you know, James, I think you should schedule 20 to 20, 20 games, 18 to 20. I'm thinking that's a little for us. Maybe we should go 20 to 22. So that gives me 12 to 14 games to schedule. I need your opinion on the type of schedule I should try to get. I do the exact same mixture you just described. I try to for every for every division three, I'd put a division five. And most but of them I don't, should get, be I don't get anything from a division five. You get nothing. It's better to lose to a division one than it is to beat a division five. You from get a mathematical formula? I mean, you don't really get much because they're, they're you get the lower win though. The, doesn't the win count in the equation? The win counts. The win counts. The win counts. But it doesn't you know what? I have to ask her a little bit more, but she was like, ask how the equation works. If you get the equation, I'll look at the equation. I want to know the equation. There's an equation. Trust me. There's an oh, equation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is an equation. Let me see the equation and I'll look at it from a math standpoint. Then I can give you a better answer. Cause my thought was most of your game should be in four and right. you should have, you should have some five. You should for every five, you should have a three because you get a win here. Right. Well, you should get a win on a five probably. And right. then the three is, well, 
I'm, you know, the, it can kind of neutralize it. The three and the five average to a four. If you beat this three, it will help you even exponentially more probably. Um, right. I mean, I don't want to go, I probably want to go schedule any ones. I might get a, I might get a two that I think I'd have a shot against, but I, I that's why you got to know how much that win in the five matters. Yeah. The she, fives will schedule you because they, if they beat you, it helps them. Oh, big time. They'll schedule big. you. But then the same thing with a three, a three is going to maybe schedule you to get a win. So it's right. like you got to kind of balance. So if you're playing 12 games, I would say, you know, eight should be fours, two should be fives and two should be threes. That's the way I would do it. Okay. And, but I, I got to know how much that win matters down here at the five level. I'll send you the uh, I'll send you the article and okay. the formula that's there. Okay. Um, and then uh, last thing was one of my one of our, remember the guard that you really like. Yep. Well, I scheduled just the way you described pretty much, except for the division fives. I just scheduled a ton of division fours. But we have a couple club guys that we've never had in our program, and these guys are very competitive, including the the point guard. And he wrote me a long letter. And he said, Coach, I think our guys we're gonna have a special team this year. We have new guys that are, you know, good players. We want to be challenged. And you've got us playing all these Division Four teams. We want to play some, like, hard teams this year to get us ready for league so we can, you know. And so he – If your leader's telling you that, go schedule threes then. I'd do it. What, what, what about – if my leader's telling me to schedule ones and twos, what do I do? I'd put, a, I'd put, I'd put at least one of each. I'd okay. do it. Because, because – and I'd do it early in the season. I wouldn't do it late. I do it early because okay. you think you're good. Odds are you're probably not going to beat the one, but let's go play right. the one. And then I'm going to get your attention because, because it was your idea to do it. We went and did it and it's not going to hurt you that much because no, it's going to help me. It's way better to lose. Look, it's better to lose to a D one than to beat a D five. Right. So then go schedule. The ones and I'd, I'd schedule some ones and twos. I do it. Because especially if they're sending you that, that means they want it. It's not you. They want it. Then they go want do it. Done. Okay. All right. All right. If I don't have I'll, – I'll, I'll, I'll scout for you too even. I'm thinking about this because you can send me some tape because my season will be done by March. Yeah, <laughs> scout so for me. Crazy. I love that. It's crazy like, that you guys are in March. That's just crazy to me. March 13th, first day of tryouts. And when, when does the season end? Okay, last non non playoff game. Last non playoff game, May thirty first. Uh, playoffs uh, for the CIF, just local. That'll be June one to June ten, and then I think they go into um, to state after that. For Do you a think week. you're gonna play? Do I think we're gonna play what? Do you think you're gonna have a season? My Are wife's. They- a, I tell you, my wife's a principal. Did mm-hmm. I tell you that? No. My wife's a principal of a middle school. And we talk about it all the time. I mean, I don't think – how are we going to have a season when our teachers aren't even in front of a classroom? You're not. You're not, I don't think. Do you um, – is football – football got canceled? Football starting December 14th. If they start. If they start. Are you going to have a season? No. I know we're not going to have a season. 
I'm convinced. I know we're not going to have a season. I, I, I'm the only one saying it, but I know we're starting November 16th. There's no way we're starting November 16th. That's going to be the middle of flu season, the middle of the COVID. And it's like, are you kidding me? Well, let me give you, let me we give you, from, we still have the same president until January too. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you from a medical standpoint, Australia just finished their flu season. They had almost nothing because everybody's wearing a mask. Their flu season was extremely mild. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like no matter where you listen, Apple, Spotify, we love those five-star reviews. Make sure you also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.